What's going on with Jansen stuff? <laughs> What's happening with Jansen things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Stuff. <laughs> How was that? That was beautiful. That was really, really beautiful. So, ladies and other, welcome to part two. So, if you didn't hear part one, you can go ahead and go back and- right now to part one of dance and stuff research journalism because you're currently <laughs> listening to part two. It is (laughs) research journalism, whole new world, whole new song. Here we go. Uh, It's it's uh, you're listening to part two of what we have already done. And so uh, you have to listen to part one to fully get it. I mean, (laughs) just listen to part one. I mean, what else do you have to do? It's ridiculous. Listen to a podcast. You have literally all the time in the world. Well, you can watch In the Closet. True. And and also, I just wanted to say a, a quick note of something that I watched last night, which brought me a lot of laughs, was John Murphy, or Jack Murphy, but on, uh, their Insta or their YouTube, it's John Murphy. Uh, Jack Murphy, um, young Juilliard student. Yes, who did uh, and in the closet, which really made me laugh. He's he's really I, something. I, I we should keep watching young Jack because there's something strange going on, which is really good. It's really good. It's really I you know I I'm. As Lydia Dietz once said, that felt iconic for me when I saw it at the time. I myself am strange and unusual. And from that, I have lived my entire life and was living my life still even at that moment. I was, as Lady Gay Gay said, born this way. (laughs) Um, And that is what Lydia Dietz said. (laughs) As Lydia Dietz said, as Lady Gay Gay said, as as Madonna said. um, You know, I do have to say that, like, I... I get one or two very vivid Madonna dreams a year. And this past week I've had two extreme vivid Madonna dreams. Wow. So who knows what that means. But um and uh our friend Biscuit Ballerina Shelby wrote me Shelby. Um for those of you who don't follow Shelby you can follow her Shelby Grooves on Instagram or Biscuit Ballerina. Important, iconic. We must talk with her about how things are going on. Um, uh, and she's also someone who's really helping to try and pull resources right now for dancers, uh, of course, because she's a saint um, and a comic genius. She wrote me on Instagram that after she left, remember when we did our interview with her? Yes. After she left my apartment, she ran into a friend of hers who was choreographing um, Madonna's last tour, which I'm guessing is Damien Gillet. And uh, he was like, oh, come stop by a rehearsal. And Madonna was rehearsing around the corner from my apartment. <laughs> You've always, you keep almost meeting her. Remember when you didn't get to go to her birthday? Oh my God, when I didn't get to go to her birthday, when her her team reviewed the guest list and was like, um, no. <laughs> they're like we've been following we've had intel on this queen for years (laughs) the way she the way she like worships this person since early childhood it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen yeah it's too intense she can't deal with that kind of intensity i don't but i think if we were to meet i'm just throwing this out here um 
Should any of M's people be able to get us in touch? I honestly think if M and I met, it would be a real, we're both from Midwest. We both have the same eyes and um, we want to help people. And um, Oh my, Jack, I feel if you met her, you would, <clears throat> you would thank her obviously for saving your childhood self. And then I would thank her. Then you would find her unbearable within minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I I that's not how it works in my dreams. We really are able we really I really I always thank her. I'm like thank you for saving my life as a child and then um we talk about stuff and I want to know how she's doing and how she's holding up. That's I remember nice. Tori Amos had this really intense dream of making her pasta. Um oh. I remember reading that when I was a kid and I was like, I had dreams about Madonna too, Tori, another person I should meet. Anyhow, speaking of um, people to meet and people to talk about, we are now in part two of uh, dance and stuff, research journalism, how are dancers uh, surviving? Globally. Globally. And we're going to, we're going to go on over to one of the epicenters of uh, the disease right now. Um, a country which is totally on lockdown, uh, which is Italy. And this is um, Gabriele Corrado, someone neither of you, neither of us, neither of you. <laughs> I, I thought you talk- meant me and Jeremy, but uh, you meant you and me. Yeah, well, you and Jeremy, none neither of us. Of you, you meant you and me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because now I'm a research journalist, so I'm talking to us well, from outside also my the powers body. Read your powers of dissociation and magical thinking are so incredible that um, it's uh, it. I you absolutely can say someone who neither of you two, meaning yourself as well. That's right. Uh, now and it makes sense. Okay, here we go. We're going to listen to Gabriele Corrado. Hi. I'm Gabriele Corrado. I'm an Italian dancer from La Scala Ballet Company in Milan. As you all know, Milan is located in Lombardy and Lombardy is uh, a region that is facing a very difficult situation in this moment. Uh, I think that only in Lombardy we have today more than 16,000 cases of coronavirus and uh, of course the hospital are having a very hard time and what we are trying to do as a country is to um, build very fast new structures that they they are able to take care um, uh, of all the people that need uh, a big help for this uh, situation. Um, so as a dancer, my theater has been closed three weeks ago. So um, it's been three weeks that I'm, a, I'm at home. Um, and I've been outside only twice for grocery. Um, I'm trying to to stay home, which is the uh, a very important thing to do to 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 try to break this contamination, to stop it. And uh, the the problem, the issue that we are having now is that a lot of people is not conscious about what the contagious can be uh, because for some person who got the virus um, you may never show the symptoms at all so but at the same time you can still affect other people infect other people so it's very important to stay home uh, as a dancer um, 
hard at the, at the same time to keep on shape and work for our bodies. And so what we are trying to do is to follow this live class um, on socials. The other day I was taking Tyler Peck class from New York City Ballet and she was giving class from her place in New York. And um, so many people, as you, as you know, they're doing this. And um, uh, for us, um, uh, as a member of the company of La Scala, we are trying to make videos uh, to make people understand how important is, it is to stay home. So we are creating this awareness uh, campaign all together to feel part of the group, of the company, to, to keep on touch everybody. And um, yeah, what I personally do, um, is trying to, 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 to keep on shape, of course, as much we can, of course, being in an apartment, uh, is not the same of being in a, in a real studio. That's, this is something that we all know. Um, and the, 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 this period is getting very long. So for, uh, for us, it's complicated. Uh, personally, I have also a little issue on my knee. I got the jumper's knee inflammation before the theater closed. So I supposed to have a lot of therapies outside. And of course I didn't, uh, had the chance because everything has been closed, of course. And so I'm trying to, to, to find solution by videos from my therapist and, uh, and uh, reading about it on internet and trying to, 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 to heal by myself somehow. Uh, this is something very weird and difficult to, to understand, I, I guess, because personally, I never had the chance to live a situation like that before, like mostly all of us. And, uh, yeah, it's time to, to, to reconsiderate maybe and think about, uh, our planet, about what is important for this globe in order to make life possible again and to, 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 to stop these kind of things. And, uh, I wish they're going to find a solution very soon and that we can all go back to our life. Somehow, mm, I have a lot of time to think and to realize ideas in my mind. And um, yeah, sometimes everything looks the way it is just because we think it has to be like this. But in this situation is when you realize that sometimes we we don't have any power any power so in this case the only power we have to solve the problem is to stay home so please stay home oh wow i um gabriele uh is that a, how you pronounce his first name i think so thank you very much to part one guest christian for setting us up with gabriele um, yeah, that was truly, really... and I am more than happy to also talk with Gabriele if I can help with the knee thing from anything I learned from the Kane School. 
Well, he is our Instagram friend now, so you can reach out to him via DMs and you can give him some uh, virtual physical therapy. I will try. Um, And it's, uh, yeah, this thing of being stopped and of thinking and everyone thinking, what about the globe? How do we, what about the world? How do we, how do we take care of it so that it can take care of us? I think he's certainly a big theme here. He's really had quite a bit of time to ponder these things. Yeah. He's in now week three. Whoa. We've only begun as a country. We we aren't even really into our first full week. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Gabrielle. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. We're going to move further to the east, uh, getting closer towards kind of Asianic Europe in Israel to talk with someone I lived with for a summer, one of the loveliest house guests I ever had when I lived in Ditmas. His name is Ophir Yudulevich, and he is a dancer choreographer in Israel, and he's one of the loveliest people I've ever met, and you're going to enjoy listening to him. Hi, uh, my name is Ophir Yudulevich. I'm a choreographer and a dancer living in Israel, uh, about 30 minutes away from Tel Aviv in a small uh, suburb, and um, yeah, I just want to share a bit uh about the situation here in Israel in terms of the coronavirus and also, I guess, within the dance community, what's happening. So I think um, it really started getting real here last week, around Wednesday. Wednesday evening, the the government, uh, like the, the prime minister, talked about some uh, restrictions. The restriction regarding, you know, the the dance field was that uh, the the crowd was going to be limited to 100 people. So uh, no gatherings above 100 people. This happened Wednesday. And uh, Thursday, the kids uh, in Israel went back to to school uh, uh, after like a holiday break. But then uh, later on that day, schools were canceled until I think... Talking about like the end of April, but you know, let's see how that goes. Uh, so within that day, a lot happened, and um, yeah, Thursday I still taught a class, so I have this group that uh, of professional dancers that I work with them twice a week in Jerusalem. So I went there, and then Thursday was like a semi normal class, but we could kind of feel that things were getting you know, more and more serious. Uh, And over the weekend, there were a lot more restrictions coming out. So um, no more. Uh, On Saturday, uh, the prime minister talked about, like, uh, restricting gatherings over 10 people um, and closing any unnecessary, um, like, activities. Uh, He was specifically talking about, like, the the culture sector sector and like sports and stuff like that any kind of like uh you know activities that are um unnecessary but since then there's kind of there's uh come out more instructions about just staying at home so now it's basically like quarantine but not not really enforced but people are asked to stay at home and just uh i think 
the, the we're allowed to go out you know if someone has a kid or a pet they can go out with them but besides that uh, we're asked to stay in the houses we have me and my wife we have a seven month old uh, baby girl so for us it's uh, there's a small blessing in that that we get to spend a lot of time with her which is great that's a bit of like hope and stuff but yeah besides that it's a uh, it's pretty hard I think the dance community is right now really like the choreographers here are really in, uh, you know uh, thinking a lot about uh, their financial situation I think it hasn't hit in yet or sunk in that it's going to get more serious and it's I think going to be a you know death will kind of make its way into our lives eventually I think right now in Israel we don't have any deaths from uh, from coronavirus um, and uh, yeah and just Israelis in general they tend to kind of um, not take rules so seriously or like try to bend rules so I don't for me I don't feel a lot of people are, are still um, taking this seriously enough in terms of like what I'm doing at home I'm just you know trying to to practice you know just trying to dance at home uh, I'm working a lot on like things from like break dance trying to learn a head spin or I have like a, a kind of regular um, handstand training that I do so we're just trying to pass the time in that way and be with you know with with each other with my wife and with our baby that's it uh, stay safe and stay at home and take care everyone Thank you, Ophir. Ophir better work spinning on his head during his time off. It's amazing. I mean, that is. that. I mean, I was picturing that in a at-home, at-home headstands, breakdancing, and, and rule-bending. Isn't it wild? I mean, just thinking about New York last weekend and people at bars, I mean, I could hear them. It was just like, yeah. you guys, but you guys. Um, I know. And Ophir is, you know, when he says Wednesday, Thursday, he's talking about over a week ago. So, you know, stuff's been going on there as long and longer than here. Oh, he wasn't talking about yesterday and today. No. I see. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Things things are, yeah, I was curious because things are very different. Um. All right. Well, now to go to when I go to a place where when I close my eyes, this is where I feel the safest, which is Interlaken um, and Traverse City, which is where Jane, Emily, and Matt are. Um, from our, for our listeners who uh, heard our road trip, which was um, a multi-pronged event this summer. As I, <laughs> as, as I said, it was the really one of the happiest experiences of my entire life, to which Reed followed up with, I hope more things for you. Um, <laughs> I hope you can have more experiences, and I, I hope more things for you, you said. Um, but uh, uh, Reed and I went to Interlochen with Emily, who uh, married Matt. And Matt and I knew each other when I was at Interlochen setting a work in 2012, before he married Emily. And they have a daughter, Jane, who is really um, 
one of our uh, truly uh, iconic guests. And Ooh, um, one of our favorite living humans. I mean, Jane, I have this, you know, when I think of like something like Terminator or sci-fi, I picked in those things, which then I hope could become a reality, not where humanity is extinguished, but where there's this golden <laughs> child who ends up becoming the leader of the world. I hope it's Jane. It has to be Jane. It has to be Jane. We're really Jane for world leader. Um, she does. She's truly one of the most brilliant children I've ever encountered. And um, can you just imagine her in a debate and people asking her a question and her going name into the <laughs> microphone? <laughs> Is literally read. You gave me the first real, real extreme laugh of my day. That was um, absolutely. I absolutely love picturing that, and I, I pray to be alive to see that day. If I want to stay alive in this game called the world, I I want it to be so that I can see Jane at that debate. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Iconic. Well, enjoy, okay. Uh, Jane, so enjoy Matt. Jane, Emily, and Matt. Do you remember where we are? At Cresby and Interlochen. That's right. We're in Cresby at Interlochen. Cresby. And do you remember why there aren't any students here? Transportation. Mm-hmm. And we have to wash our hands a lot these days. Do you remember why? Because then germs. Germs. Are we answer? Yeah, you're answering questions, right? Um. And what kind of day is it today? Um. Sunday. I think today's. Monday. Monday. Do you remember why I'm not at work? Because we have the case. And why aren't you at school? Vacation. So much vacation. Mm-hmm. And we just looked at the lake. When was it? And what did we do this morning? We went to the black market. And you got? Hack cocoa. Pretty good vacation. Yeah. Huh? Yep. This is Emily. And this is Matt. And we're in Traverse City in northern Michigan, where schools are closed and restaurants and coffee shops can only do takeaway, and bars are closed, and pretty much everything else is closed. Uh, including Interlochen, which is closed until May 1st. Yeah, and that's the optimistic forecast. And that's the optimistic forecast. And... We are spending our days going for walks, looking at the lake. There's a lot of cleaning happening. You know, trying to make the most of it. The most of being trapped in a house together. The, with- most, the most of being together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. The most of being together. With Jane. <laughs> with an, Jane. With an amazing three-year-old who always looks on the bright side of life. Yeah, who thinks we're having 
a really long, intense vacation. Vacation. Everything's been vacation. Yeah. Coffee shops are on vacation. School's on vacation. Even the hardware store is on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we've been going to the beach. It's been sunny and 32 degrees, which mm-hmm. is great. At most, 32 <laughs> degrees. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so things are quiet. and Things are really quiet. Distant. Traverse City's like a ghost town. Interlochen's like a ghost town. It's very peaceful. Yes. And creepy. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. Yesterday on St. Patrick's Day, I encountered one lone kilt-wearing drummer <laughs> <laughs> at the park in town, which was maybe worse <clears throat> than no kilt-wearing drummers. I mean, he wasn't even park. Irish. That was the funny part. <laughs> nah, he's from Michigan. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Stay healthy. Yeah, wishing you guys lots of love and luck. And um, yeah. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. Bye. Bye. Oh, Um, Jane. I really, um, I really want to see them again. I love that they're um, protecting Jane and and just calling everything vacation. Jack, I think that's what we're going to do with you from now on. Jeremy and I are just going to be like, are you enjoying this vacation? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, I just, I want, I just want a better world for Jane and, ugh, this is hell. It's going to be okay, Jack. This vacation can't go on forever. I know. Yeah, it's going to be like a vacation that ends with like less people. Jane's having hot cocoa in 32 degree weather in Traverse City. And yeah. there's no children at Interlock and school does not resume till May 1st. I don't know what that could possibly mean <clears throat> in terms of graduation, et cetera. And and that's, you know, if school doesn't actually even begin then, what does that mean for seniors who are supposed to start college next year and stuff? I just, I don't quite understand. Will they just get some kind well, of proficiency? Well, yes. What will happen is I can't imagine that all seniors won't graduate uh, right. from a global catastrophe. So, you know, it's really the idea that it's like, well, you you showed up late to three of your Zoom classes, you know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they can't. That's not that's not uh and and I can say from my own interfacing with uh not only my colleagues but um uh colleagues really uh, pretty much all, only through America in theater and some in dance because we've been sharing different um, platforms for teaching amongst each other and and different documents, uh, ways in which things that have worked for us in remote teaching. Um, a, a lot of us are not are viewing it as how do we, you know, how, what can this offer the students at this time? Right. And what is going forward and what does that mean pedagogically what's the ethos of the school through that um and so i think that art does have a place of 
healing and catharsis and helping people. And as we, you know, we are in a digital age. And so this is a question of how are you going to use what you've learned digitally now to get to people? Right. So, well, Emily, thank you for that truly horrifying image of the drummer in the park alone. I mean, Emily is really the <laughs> another another real genius of turn of phrase, and I mean, Matt, who's got you know the heart of the biggest heart of you know, he's like glows in Michigan. You can if you if you I know if you stand on your roof in Brooklyn, you can see Matt Lindstrom's heart and uh, glowing. We love Emily Modrell and Matt Lindstrom, and, and we're not quite done. We have a we have some parting words from Jane. Who- we have, we have some yeah. Let's let's hear those now. What's the song Molly Malone about? Um, it, it's about cactus and mess alive, alive, alone. And who was Molly Malone? Um, a fishmonger. And what happened to her? She died with a fever. Should we sing the song? Yeah. Okay. Molly Malone, I don't know that. Selling. Cackles and mosses, alive, live, alone, alive, live, alone. I'm speaking alive, live, alone, alive, alone, doing cackles and mosses, alive, live, alone. Um, so that, I'm definitely going to extract the MP3 of that and put it on my phone because I will be listening to that around 30 times a day. And perhaps for the rest of your life. (laughs) And perhaps, well, I mean, I really hope that, uh, I get to drive to, um, Traverse City and be at Interlochen this summer and see them. I just, you know, have to say, Interlochen, my heart is with you, and I'm sure I speak for Reed too. <laughs> it's that's true. I love Interlochen. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we can't wait to do another recording from um, a practice room in a basement. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a short break and be right back. Okay, hi, oh, ladies. Welcome, hi, welcome. Hi, hi ladies. We're here. Hi, we're here. It's okay, Reed so and Jack. Yeah, you need to go to iTunes. Have you heard of iTunes? Go there, it's and we need a, you to um, rate. What would you call it? Comment. It's a storage thing for music and sound. <laughs> you're gonna go to iTunes, and you're going to go to Dance and Stuff podcast, and rate and comment. And you also have to subscribe, absolutely, and subscribe. And because the more comments we get, the more listeners we get, and then the more people you can talk about this podcast with. Uh, also, also, don't forget that we are still on YouTube. We have a bunch of videos we made. Go check them out. And not also, only made, you can also watch videos we like. Yeah, that's true. You can also watch videos that we like. Also, uh, we have a Patreon. Please consider supporting us. And um, and I would say, here's your my recommendation. Knowing the demographic of our supporters, uh-huh. cap it off at five. Don't think that you need to give us any more than $5, because if all of you gave us $5, we would build the Dance and Stuff Center for Podcast Education Upstate. Tea, so honey, tea. this is basically our Kickstarter, like Marina Abramovic. Except we'll follow through. Thank yous. And we're back. I have a question. Um, 
Go for it. When we take these breaks, do you think that at this point it would be um, fair for us to take the song after these messages? We'll be right back. It's been so long. Don't you think that we can have that song now? After these messages, we'll be right back. You think that is in um, public domain? Um, I hope so. It's definitely not uh, because like Tennessee Williams plays aren't in public domain. So right. it's a, but happy birthday is. Happy, happy birthday has been is. around for a long time, Reed. All right. Absolutely. All right. I okay, feel well, like happy birthday was definitely around pre the Spanish flu, but we can look it up and um, or someone else can, because you know what? I'm going to forget as soon as we move on to our next well, Guess. we've taken on a new role as research reporters, research journalists, we, and so we should find out these things. We are research journalists, and <laughs> um, and we always have been. If you've been listening to this podcast, one thing's for sure, we say facts. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and are really iconic research journalists uh, with full yeah. historic pedigrees. So we thought about calling our podcast the final word uh, on dance, but we just changed it to dance and stuff. <laughs> That's completely <laughs> correct. I remember that was really the front runner title for a while um, until uh, Sound Wolf uh, asked us for a catchier <laughs> title. And um, exactly. So that's Jeremy's production company. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually called. Well, it Doll's was House? Sound Wolf, but now it's called um, Dollhouse Productions. I believe. Dollhouse Productions. Dollhouse yes. Productions. Um, well, speaking of it. Which has nothing, nothing to do with the inheritance. I'll have you know. Nothing. I'm glad that you reiterated that vehemently. Um, I didn't see it, so I don't know what you're talking about. But Well, there's a dollhouse in it. Ah, okay. work. I live for a dollhouse on stage. Remember the little set I had in Everything is Imaginable when it, the set shrunk? Yeah, Jeremy did Jeremy it. Jacob. Yeah, really smart. Brilliant. Um Okay, so now speaking of dolls and stages and um uh <laughs> stuff and where we get our song from, talking about where where we get our fucking title from, it is Drew Jacoby and um is our she's, next guest. She's really a woman of the world. So who who knows even where she is ever? So why don't we let her tell us? Where in the world is Drew Jacoby? Good morning. This is Drew Jacoby calling in from Poipu, Kauai in Hawaii. <laughs> um I was like, are we on Poipu Island or Poopoo Island? Um I guess it's Poipu Island. I just had to ask um, our friends. So, my husband is working from home, WFH, working from Hawaii. Um, we're here for a week to kind of take advantage of cheap tickets, and now we decided we're going to stay here for at least two more weeks, but um, we thought, I don't know if you can hear the ocean, I'm outside of our waterfront house um, on the beach. And Hawaii doesn't seem to be affected by any of this. Um, people are at the beach, people are at restaurants. Um, I think there's still toilet paper on the shelves. But um, it's the perfect place to be quarantined, I'm telling you. Um, Josh and my husband and his 
his friend are working from here and I'm being housewife. There's roosters. Um, I think they're finally closing down the bars and hotels and restaurants today, but um, we're going to go to Costco and do some hoarding and um, hunkering down on the island for a while. It's, um, we feel really lucky that we are not trapped in our house, especially with a five-year-old. Um, and the weather's warm, and people seem chilled out. I haven't seen anybody wearing a mask. Um, but, you know, who knows, in two weeks we could be all out of food and, you know, wishing that, taking a ship back to Seattle or something, I don't know. And Josephine, do you want to say hi real quick? Hi. Say hi, Reed and Jack. Hi, Reed and Jack. Say aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Anyways. Love yous, and ciao for now. Bye. <laughs> O-M-G. <laughs> yes, Reed? Wow. Only Drew Jacoby has escaped the epicenter of Corona to go to a luxurious vacation quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I really have to say, I loved Hawaii so much when we were there, and I was so desperate to figure out how to move there. I can't say I'm not intensely jealous. Yeah, um, that's pretty great. She kind of nailed it. She definitely nailed it. I I mean, I, her whole tone was so easy breezy as if... Well, yeah, because she's on the beach and truly one of the... In fact, I would say the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. Um, uh, with, and, you know, the ocean there is incredible. The... The plants. It's really, I love Hawaii so much. I um, really wish I was there. So way to grow, Drew. You, you just lucked out, like, incredibly. It sounds great. We all wish we were there with you. Except, really like, I'm do. sure you don't wish we were there infecting you, so. Yeah, yeah, hi. Well, for our listeners who are religious listeners, then you'll know about questions from Bobby. And if you've ever That's wondered, right. We have definitely done questions from your questions from your BB. Questions from Bobby. And so if anyone's wondering who is this Bobby, you're about to hear his voice. Mr. Bobby, Bobby Briscoe, Briscoe. Who when I asked him for a voice memo, I did think he was still working in Germany near Dusseldorf. But then when we got the voice memo, it turns he is it turns out he is in fact not in Germany, he's in Sacramento, California. So, <laughs> oh wow! All right, well, Sacramento. But we'll What's be getting like some there? always interesting perspectives from Bobby, and let's hear what he has to say. Hi, Reed. Hi, Jack. Um, my name is Bobby Briscoe, and I'm voice calling from Sacramento, California, where I dance with the Sacramento Ballet. Things here are rather quiet these days. Of course, you know, due to the coronavirus, things are rather dramatic. So we have been um, on a layoff due to the situation. Um, our last rehearsal was Saturday. Yeah, the company decided to go on a two-week layoff and sort of wait this out a little bit and see what happens. We just received an email yesterday stating that the state of California um, is requiring all audiences to be 
50 people and under, which is very, very little. I understand that PMB did something online. I think they went across the bridge for them to their, because uh, they're attached to the theater and just did it on the stage. And I believe that they broadcast it or it has uh, been recorded and shown on their website. And that idea has been brought up with Sacramento Ballet. Um, I think the issue is uh, the company doesn't have, one, a theater to do it in. We only have a, a studio where we can do it. And then um, the equipment, you know, that high-level equipment that can get great angles and be sufficient enough video quality, 4K and what have you. So maybe that will happen. I think the thing is also um, this uh, audience being 50 and under is for eight weeks long. And basically the company only has eight weeks remaining um, contractual. That is that with the company. Beyond that, we are only going to get paid for one week this week. And as you know, it's coming up to the end of March, beginning of April, which means another month of rent is due. And it's very uncertain because we supposedly go back March 31st, you know, could be coming back, could not be coming back. So information and the timing of that being shared is uh, very, very important. I find it interesting. I don't know if you've heard, but the German government is basically no limits funding all artists, museums, theaters, even freelance artists in Germany. Um, I find that remarkable, um, the power of socialism and organization, which I know probably will never happen here in the States. Heard today that they are discussing uh, every American getting $1,000. So Andrew Yang just sort of broke through that. Um, but let's see if that really happens. Yeah, and I guess we all just got to come together, work together, and see where this thing will go. Just trying to stay afloat. I'm watching a lot of YouTube and listening to a lot of podcasts, including you guys. So that is sort of keeping me going. Um, playing some games on my iPad and iPhone. I'm a Buddhist, so I'm doing a lot of chanting. So to keep my spiritual side uh, aligned and calm. Jack, you look really, really sexy in your little undies in your In the Closet video. I really enjoy that. You're, you're quite thin and um, toned, but you look really good. Um, yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was quite um, taken by your nice bod. Anyway, that's that. Reed, I miss you. I hope to see you again. Anyway, I love you guys. Love the show. Thank you so much. And that's all. Ciao. Oh, Bobby, I can't wait to meet you. My God. Oh, my. I can't wait for you to meet Bobby, Jack. I mean, this is a person I spent many a summer with in L.A. working for one of the most absurd people who ever lived. And Bobby brought levity always to the situation. Now, Bobby, this is I'm going to address Bobby directly. Okay. Uh Okay. Bobby, I, I, I wrote Bobby a message. I say, Bobby, send a voice memo less than five minutes. Now, I understand Bobby sent a voice memo over 10 minutes long <laughs> to Jeremy, <laughs> which had to be aggressively edited down because we don't have, we can't, 
You have a lot to say, and we really appreciate your perspectives on both California and Germany, but that's crazy. Crazy. Well, let me tell you what, Bobby. I can't wait till we get to meet and you're a guest. Oh. I cannot wait for episode Bobby Briscoe, which I do believe there will need to be more than one. I... It'll have to be a two-part episode, obviously. Yeah, and like a recurring guest feature um, because I, I, there's things I want to talk about. I want to talk about chanting. Bobby, maybe you and I need to like take that conversation offline. I definitely want to know. I love how he said. I love how he says theater, theaters, the theaters. Well, because that's what they are, and it really is a way to go Germany. All you know, really trying to make up for. Like, they're always trying to make up for their plague that they had called Nazis. Exactly. It's just, it's a real um, different, it is an absolute different way of living than we are experiencing here, where we do have um, absolutely white supremacy and a hotbed of other evils. And Jack, how are you feeling after all of those compliments about how about your toned body, as Bobby says, which is really good? You know what he said, but it's really good. Oh, he, but <laughs> he said, I think he said, you look thin and toned, but it's good. Oh, wow! And um, uh, I feel better. I feel better, actually. I feel, I. <laughs> Absolutely, people. You have on this episode. You've heard me crying listening to Jane, who I miss so much. I can't even begin. And um, now you're hearing the tone in my register better from my vanity. Yeah. And um, so, absolutely, DM me. Tell me you got some validation even from inside quarantine. Tell me I'm beautiful in these quarantine times, and um, I'll keep going. And um, uh, yeah. And. We're going to keep trying to convince you this is vacation and we need outsiders to continue telling you you're beautiful or we don't know you what absolutely, happen. You absolutely have to, you're going to have to really try to start triggering on some magical thinking for me. That's, um, <laughs> that is absolutely true. Um, and uh, yes, thank you. I'll, I'll be depending on you and Jeremy and everyone to tell me this is vacation and um, that I'm sexy uh, and thin. <laughs> Our last uh, contributor of the evening, um, who is our good friend Doug Letherin, who lives in uh, Wuppertal in Germany. Um, he, uh, he'll he explain this, but he dances for Crystal Pite, Kid Pivot Company, and I think continues to do supplemental work for Pina Bausch. I don't know if that's true. The last time I but spoke with Michelle, yeah, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. He has some words and um, enjoy listening to his very beautiful low voice. I mean, Doug's low voice to come in at the end to really ground you. Here we go. Hi, Reed. Hi, Jack. Hi, everybody. I thought we could use a dance break before we talk about the coronavirus. Folks in a town that was quite remote, her name, 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 her name,
bridge of a castle boat heard lay or lay or lay. So I got a message from Reed asking me to speak about my coronavirus experience in Germany. And I don't really have much to say, to be honest. And I'm really good at long, monotonous, rambling voice messages. So I hope you enjoy this one. Um, I got sick while I was on tour with Kid Pivot. And around the same time, all of our tours started to get canceled. And I had dry cough and fever and headache and all the corona symptoms, but I couldn't get a test in Germany. <clears throat> I called my doctor three times, spoke to all different people around Wuppertal, and I just didn't qualify because I hadn't been to China or Iran. And a lot has changed, of course, since that, uh, since that started. And then finally it became more clear that my partner, who's in the Tanztheater Wuppertal and has been in and out of work, that he could have been infecting this whole large group of people, including an orchestra and the whole company. And so then the doctor deemed that it was more essential that I get tested, and then finally I did. And it was negative, but it was also taken when I was starting to feel better, so I'm a little suspicious as to how accurate it was, but we're kind of pretending like uh, it was positive and I'm staying inside and until I feel really better because I still have this cough and in general are just trying to quarantine ourselves like I imagine most everyone is. And it's hard to tell inside the dance world versus other places because all of our work is canceled and everyone we know and our kid pivot touring is canceled pretty much until January 2021 but it seems like other people and their jobs are going on in a way that's not interrupted for such a long period of time already uh, so this was my experience in Germany and I tested negative for corona and that's pretty much it Thanks for taking care of us with your podcast and sending my love to everyone. And maybe I'll find another song for us to finish on. Oh, well, and I want to, I mean, I want to talk to Doug about how the testing went because it is a double test as the, as the CDC is now doing. So it's like that swab goes up you and then I think you have to wait 15 minutes and they do it again. I think that's oh. what's happening at these drive-thrus. I know it's a double test to figure out. You don't get to just it's not a it's not a one and go. Right. So, Interesting. So Doug sounds like good on you for We're we're uh, glad you don't have the virus or I don't know. Maybe it's better to just have it and get it over with. I don't know. Well, that's what you kind of <clears throat> want. You kind of want to just like get it and move on. Well, do, once you get it, does it make it so you can't get it again? They don't know yet. Suppo okay. I mean, 
Maybe. It's it's literally the the mysteries abound and you can really yeah. take yourself down the most as I have many, many times, extreme Google <laughs> wormhole of every possible not every, but a lot of different responses to what this looks like, how many, what the percentages are. And the main thing that one that continually comes up is how many variables and uncertainties there are. Right. Um, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to let you be my source. I thought you told me that you were going to start telling me this is vacation and then I could let this all go. Oh, right. No, no, no. This is vacation. You have to stop looking at the times and I'm going to occasionally read the times just to make sure we don't have to get in the car and go. If I may suggest an article to people, um, 